Welcome back to Netflix and Kill, the podcast dedicated to reviewing and documenting the horror films of Netflix. This episode, we have a special guest. Sarah, would you like to introduce yourself? Yeah, my name is Sarah Zedek. I'm a YouTuber and also a podcaster. I do a YouTube show called Let's Talk About Stuff and also a podcast called Trans Questioning. And uh, yeah, we're here in uh, sunny Oklahoma City. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, All in the same geographical location. Yeah, yeah. It's a lunar light crossover mini convention. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever word we want to put on it. (laughs) We're in the same room. That's all we're saying. (laughs) Yeah. And we we just watched a really good movie. Is that what you're gonna call it? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It was uh Jessica Alba. She tried her best. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't even know where to begin. The, yeah. The, the, well, I guess we should begin by saying what the name of the movie was that we talked about. We watched The Eye. The Eye. There were eyes in it? There mm-hmm. were eyes there in were it. Some eyes. There, there were some eyes there involved. There were a couple eyes. I think my eyes kept drooping a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> um, my my eyes kept looking at my phone because yeah. I didn't want to watch this movie. Yeah, this was like the worst. So we were going to watch Ghost Ship. Yeah. Because that's a movie that I remember from the early 2000s that was like bad, that was fun to watch. But apparently they took it off Netflix. And like... And so that's like, you know, can't watch a movie that's not on Netflix. Like, it's against the, the tenets of your show. I mean, we already broke those rules, but like, we're trying to adhere to them more. Yeah, fair <laughs> enough. Well, I still want to watch Ghost Ship with you at some point. Yeah, yeah. So that'd be fun. I think we should still do that. Yeah. But yeah, for today. That's just our luck, though. Like, because yeah. like, when we try to like, watch anything that's on netflix when we remember oh hey that was on netflix we should watch it on netflix that way we can record it it's always taken off like literally the week before <laughs> yeah and so yeah, that's, how it, <sighs> that's how it goes but yeah. but we did we watched the movie and it was bad <laughs> yeah yeah it's, it's like the worst kind of bad for it, a horror movie because it wasn't like bad in a oh this is embarrassing it or, wasn't campy no it was just boring yeah yeah. So, not to put you on the spot, but Sarah, do you want to give like a little like a sure the premise like pre- of the yeah. movie is? Yeah. So, uh, this movie is about Jessica Alba, who has been blind for some some years since she was a child, and she's a concert violinist. And the the movie opens up with the uh, the very poignant voiceover saying some some say that seeing is believing um like this is a christmas movie (laughs) yeah and uh she she says that she can't wait uh what what was it she's she's really excited oh my first my first notes that i took jessica alba is blind comma plays violin comma drinks lipton iced tea (laughs) (laughs) There's a very blatant product placement in the very, very beginning of this movie that looks like it's just straight up from a commercial. She, like, sticks her finger in her iced tea to figure out how far up, uh, like, to fill her glass. 
but like they just like zoom in on on the ice <laughs> yeah um but yeah so she's she's excited to see what music is like because she thinks that music will look good there's some it's weird yeah. it's she's <laughs> Yeah, she's like, I can't wait to see what other people look like. And music, oh, I love music. I bet music even looks amazing. Yeah, it was a really odd line. Oh, yeah. also, let's not forget um, the moment <laughs> when uh, Ed Sheeran's twin is skateboarding and almost, he isn't looking when he's about to cross the street and almost gets hit by a car and she pulls him back really fast. And he goes, oh, thanks, I didn't see that. And she goes, neither did I. Okay, but like, <laughs> literally, I was waiting for, like, some kind of, like, peppy, like, 90s, like, pop music to start up at when she said that. Yeah. Like, because it felt like something from, like, a rom-com about a blind woman. <laughs> yeah, it, it felt like there were a couple of moments in this where it felt like it was wanting to go into Daredevil territory. Yeah. 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 A little bit. <laughs> yeah. But uh, continuing with the premise, basically, uh, she gets a, a an eye transplant, a cornea transplant, that lets her finally be able to see again. But, uh-oh, turns out her eyes are haunted. <laughs> um, yeah. so, she, so now she can see the spooky ghosts that uh, linger around places, and she can also see the uh, dumb... Slenderman <laughs> dementors that carry the souls of the dead and also scream a lot. They, whenever they they don't like being looked at, so whenever you look at them, they go, nah, "Don't look at me! Don't look at me!" It's it's literally like when a cat when you get too close to a cat and they don't like you and they go, <laughs> "Yeah." Um, and her like her room starts transforming. She has these dream sequences where things are on fire and nothing makes sense. Um, there are a lot of close-ups. Of just of, random of things. Of just random, random things. things. Yeah, they try really hard to set the mood. And so this is about a six-hour movie crammed <laughs> into about an hour and a half. It, yeah, it, it fe- felt it like feels six hours. like a six-hour movie. Yeah. Because it's so slow and so... So and they, say it's they, boring. <laughs> it, it is, and they keep reiterating the same information over and over again. Like I don't know, something will either be already explained to us, or like be very clear what's happening, but yet the movie will still stop to explain to us again what is happening, just in case we couldn't figure it out. It's it's one of those movies. It's like, oh hey, your eyes are haunted, and then it reminds you over and over again that her eyes are haunted. yeah there's it's it's frustrating because there's a lot of fun things it could do with this premise if it really wanted to but it's she the movie is perfectly satisfied just letting her freak out for like the vast majority of it and it's just like there's a handful of kind of neat like visual things that it does Mm -hmm. and the camera work isn't terrible like I could tell the the DP tried tried their dangdest, mm-hmm. but but like they just there wasn't there wasn't anything profound enough in the script to like justify the the artistry of the of the visual direction. So it was just I don't know. It's just like a lot of like really unnecessary crane shots and like dramatic lighting and and close ups of like. Uh, 
the, the stuff that's early on in the hospital was kind of neat. Yeah. Occasionally, yeah. because they were playing a lot with focus. Yeah, it's because, like, her eyes hadn't adjusted to being usable yet. Mm-hmm. And so, like, what she saw was, like, just a lot of, like, really blobby figures. And you could mm-hmm. still kind of figure out what was going on, but, like, it, it was a lot more interesting when you couldn't really see. Yeah, well, and it plays with that kind of cool um, premise of, like, there's something at the edge of your vision, but you can't really tell what it is, and that kind of, I guess, the idea of the unknown that could could potentially be a really cool place to evoke horror, but they don't really commit to that. Yeah. No. Uh, I thought that scene in the Chinese restaurant was pretty good, too. There's a scene where she rushes in after, like, coming across a dead woman who has just died in a car accident. She rushes into a restaurant and is trying to calm herself down. And then, um, I thought, like, the editing on the scene was pretty decent. Yeah, there was some, there was some cool stuff. I do feel like we've got a, the, 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 the way that she gets there to me is really absurd. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. she's, she's sleeping in her room. And then she has one of her many hallucinations of her room turning into a uh, like a, a Mexican villa <laughs> and uh, seeing people like burning alive or whatever. Uh, there's also a whole thing where we he- keep hearing people say Bruja. Bruja. And, yeah. and at the beginning there was like a flashback <laughs> type thing of like Mexican... Uh, area where there was, you know, people screaming "Bruja" and people running around getting angry. The, I'm just keep thinking about like the end part where where she goes "Bruja." What does that mean? And it like takes this guy like five seconds to like stare at her, and then goes it means witch. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they try really hard to make that seem so dramatic. They're like, "What, but, what does Bruja mean?" It's <laughs> it's it's meant to be like. Oh, it means witch. Dun, 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 dun. It's, but it's like, that's a pretty simple word to figure out yeah. in, in Spanish, it's a, it's, especially if you're well, taking Spanish. It's, it's, a, it's a very 2008 choice because it's like, nobody in America knows Spanish. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, even, yeah, and even within the context of the movie, like, even if you don't speak Spanish, I still feel like it's pretty easy to figure out what it means because the word's brought up several times. Yeah. Like yeah before in other conversations so like from context you can kind of already put together mm-hmm. yeah but so she she has her dream hallucination thing and freaks out and doesn't like being in her room and it's like late at night so she leaves her apartment of a, 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 an adult woman alone in la and just goes and walks for a while which seems like a thing that a grown woman in L.A. would definitely do. <laughs> and she wanders into a random Chinese place that happens to be open. And, uh, at, well, no, after after she's like, runs into a car crash that's just happened and sees it dead. <laughs> and so she freaks out about that and runs into this random Chinese place that happens to be open. Um, and, like, yeah, f- cool. there's some cool visual stuff going on in there. Where she's sitting at a diner desk, a, a table booth, 
and there's a menu in front of her and like the the plastic of it suddenly like inverts and melts Mm -hmm. and then it catches on fire and once it like blows up at a certain point it like reverts back to just being a normal menu Mm -hmm. and you can see like there's like some decorative glass um it's got like swans in it and she can see it like cracking from Mm -hmm. like from like the heat and then it like reverts back into itself again and those were some really cool kind of like you know like reversing kind of things that were really interesting to look at um (laughs) but but like it it the the technique of it just didn't fit the rest of the film just because the rest of it like when it came to like fire and everything like by the end of it it's just all cgi and it just (laughs) looks bad um so like any artistry that was in that scene is just kind of lost in like the blandness of the rest of the film yeah it's like it it really wants to be uh, it, it wants to be moody and spooky mm-hmm. but it doesn't have any like core to it that's really driving that because the base premise is so bereft of any like interesting execution that you're just like okay so she's got haunted eyes and she sees ghosts yeah. like at that point where there's nothing more that you do with that without getting more creative about like the actual implications yeah where yeah. she because she sees ghosts of like people who've recently died or people who've died a while ago mm-hmm. but it's not like she has to solve their murders it's not like they're asking anything of her she doesn't have to help anybody go to peace except for the girl whose eyes she has yeah and the way she has to do it is weird yeah Cause like <laughs> so they, they go to mexico she's like i have to find out whose eyes i have and so she goes to mexico and finds the the girl who you know her eyes came from well she finds her family yeah, well yeah well like i was gonna say her her family and like the <laughs> it's just ridiculous because like she she's like staying in her house and like she sees this shadow person out of the corner of her eye while she's talking to uh this girl's mom and then like she just has a heart attack. Yeah. Bef- yeah, before the mom has a heart attack, she's like, uh, call an ambulance. What? Call an ambulance. And, and, then, then, and then literally the mom just goes, <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and it's... Oh, and then, they, and then they carry the mom out to the car. And like they have the, the front driver's seat open, or the, the passenger side open, and it's like, Jessica Alba, get in. She says, no, I have to stay here. <laughs> so they're like, all right, well, don't go anywhere, and they drive off. And so Jessica Alba just stays in this strange home uh, in Mexico by herself and rifles through their things. <laughs> yeah. Sleeps on this dead girl's bed. Yeah. Like, what do you, what do you want to, what are you trying to show me? And then, like, she wakes up after, like, a nap, and, like, she sees the girl, um, and she, she, she has to figure out how to get down to the cellar. It's, like, locked, and so she kind of just, like, busts it open, and she walks all the way down there, and then the, the girl is, like, hanging herself, and, like, (laughs) this is so dumb. So, like, when you see someone who is trying to hang themselves and you're trying to prevent their death what do you do 
you know, you're supposed to, like, get under them make and, like, support their weight so that, you know, yeah, their, so their that... neck isn't being asphyxiated. But what Jessica Alba does is <laughs> she takes, like, a two-by-four and starts whacking the pipe that the girl is hanging off of, trying to break it, and it... <laughs> It, it does eventually come loose. It, it comes loose, but, like, you just see her flailing there. <laughs> like, like she's, like, losing air, and she's flailing, and, like, yeah. Jessica Alba's just whacking up the pipe <laughs> with a two-by-four. And it, it's so... <laughs> and then she just drops, like, a sack of potatoes. Yeah, and is, then... Yeah. And then she, Jessica Alba starts monologuing to this girl's dead body about how she's like, I believe you. I believe you. And, like... Yeah. The, and then, like, right at that moment, that guy walks in, and you see, like, Jessica Alba's, like, sitting on the floor, like, holding, like, an imaginary person, and, like... Yeah, she's just cradling the and air. And she's, she's just, he's just... The guy's just, like, watching her, like... Okay. <laughs> and then and then you find out that the the mom died at the hospital. Um and oh. so she just so like they when they drive away they they left the lights on in her Yeah, yeah. just nobody to come like all right, cool. Okay. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, we should also talk about the guy though yeah. because like oh my gosh, he's so annoying. He drove me crazy. Well, he's like I don't know I guess therapist is, like, the right word? Like, a like, physical, uh, sort of to help her get used to her having sight yeah. again is what he, he's hired to help her get used to being able to see. Um, but he's kind of a jerk. Yeah. And, like, <laughs> like yeah. from the moment they meet, he comes off as really weirdly aggressive. But, like, it gets worse when she starts having these visions and, mm-hmm. like, even if she wasn't seeing ghosts, like, even if the ghosts in the movie weren't real, she's still very clearly having a mental breakdown of some sort, and he just, like... It's like, it's not real. Yeah, he just treats her so horribly. She's had a panic attack. There's a scene where she destroys all the lamps and light bulbs in her house and, like, closes the windows and blindfolds herself and, like, tries... She decides she wants to be blind again because she doesn't like seeing ghosts. And he just, like, bursts into her apartment, opens up all the window shades, and, like... And takes get, her blindfold yeah, off. Yeah, and just gets, like, right up in her face, and He's is like, like, you can't avoid it. touching her shoulders and stuff. And... Yeah, and I'm like, that's that's a great way to what a, yeah, what treat a... someone who's clearly having a mental breakdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah, what a good therapist. Yeah. Just like, no, you're wrong, and none of this makes any sense to me, so obviously you're just being hysterical. Yeah. Yeah. Like... That's that's definitely the way to do it. I one thing that I do kind of like about this movie is that it doesn't entirely avoid playing with the fact that Jessica Alba's been blind most of the most of her mm-hmm. life mm-hmm. because when uh, she like she still knows mostly just how to read Braille. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so there are a couple of little moments like. When she's in the Chinese place and she's calling someone to come get her, she pulls out a business card and it has the phone number in Braille on it. Mm-hmm. And she's uh, she she's like looking around the Chinese place and touching the business card and dialing numbers on the phone without looking at it. Mm-hmm. Like, that was like a cool like touch. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, there's a lot of little, little moments like that that are just like, at least they are continuing, continually acknowledging the fact that uh, she's blind 
or she she has been blind for most of her life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and like the, the the first like monologue that the guy gives her uh is not not terrible because it is laying out like you're so used to having these other senses now your eyes are going to be like wanting to dominate everything else Mm -hmm. so you're gonna be you're gonna have a hard time paying attention in conversations Mm because you're gonna be focusing on all these things also by the way that's a pineapple you (laughs) cut into it it's like every time it almost gets sort of like here's the weird sort of like sensorial experience also do you know what a pineapple is (laughs) yeah yeah just because i've never seen one before doesn't mean i don't know what a a, a dang pineapple is (laughs) (laughs) you can swear on her okay (laughs) she goes i mean i love pineapple and he goes yeah. And then like walks away. <laughs> and God. He's yeah. like a huge he's a huge and dick. The movie tries to have like this romance between them and it's really bad because it's yeah. so awkward. <laughs> and uh, the the scene where like she first goes to him and is like, you know, I, I'm seeing things and I need I can you test my eyes please? Because I feel like, you know, something's wrong and he's like He's like, no, there's nothing wrong with you. And, like, she gets really mad at him. And, like, he, like, says some more, like, really mean things to her about, like, how she's, like, making things up or whatever. And she calls him an ass. And he goes, I was always an ass. You just couldn't see it. (laughs) And I went, I went, the fuck kind of dialogue is this? (laughs) And I just, the, the fact that the script is, like, trying to pretend to be good, hiding behind, like, the cinematography of it. Yeah. It's just it's ridiculous. It's it's so poorly written. It really is. Mm-hmm. It, <sighs> it it makes me curious though about what the original was like. So this is based on um a Hong Kong film. Yeah, this mm-hmm. is it's a it's a remake of a Hong Kong film from like 2003. Mm-hmm. And I I skimmed the premise of it uh because this movie has just nothing going on. Yeah. Um, and it sounds like it's it's essentially the same plot, but what I think it I can tell that it definitely would make more sense in a in a Chinese context because mm-hmm. instead of it being like the the eyes come from a Mexican bruja, yeah. uh, it comes it comes from like a northern village, like a superstitious village in like rural china Mm -hmm. which is at the very least more plausible for that culture i feel Mm -hmm. like Mm -hmm. um and it it, it, i think with this they're just there's just the weird racism of like oh of course we've got to go to mexico and we cross the border into the world where everything is tinted orange (laughs) yeah (laughs) It's like every, every time anybody makes like a movie about like stereotypical Mexico or like they're in Mexico, there's always that stereotype where everything is orange. Mm-hmm. And it, I don't know if that comes from video games or from just like the fact that it's hot out and so everyone, you know, associates like warm colors with like the area, but like it's not that color outside. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I just want to like sometimes talk to these filmmakers and be like you know it rains in mexico right yeah. like you know there are more landscapes than just desert there right there's yeah. actually quite 
diverse landscapes in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, and that well, that's just the problem of how 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 like shorthand filmmaking works in Hollywood, where it's like we have to convey the 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 most amount of information in the simplest way possible mm-hmm. as fast as possible and so it's like okay we've got to go to mexico how do we convey because we're not going to go to mexico and film there how do we convey like how will the audience most of whom will never have been there recognize this because we're shooting in a valley that's like 30 minutes out from la <laughs> they also shot like a third of the movie in vancouver of course yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Yeah, I was about to say, the L.A. in the movie, because we were really confused when they said, oh, we're going to go to Mexico, it's a 15-hour drive, because we assumed they were in New York. Yeah. Because it, it looks it, it, like a northern city. Yeah, mm-hmm. it, it felt like, yeah, I've it definitely doesn't feel like L.A. As someone who has been there a couple of times, it definitely, definitely was not in L.A. Was it ever raining? I feel like there were, there were times when there it was, was raining. There yeah. was, like, one shot of it raining, and I don't remember if, it was before or after she got the surgery. I think it was, I think it was after. Yeah, I do She's remember like in that. her apartment. Oh, we're totally we we totally skipped over the little boy that jumped out the window. Uh, oh <laughs> yeah, that happened. So um, she like sees this little boy in like her apartment building, and every time she sees him, he's asking her for his um if she's seen his report card, uh and. Uh, she's like, no, stop, stop asking me that. Yeah. She, like, gets really rude about it, and, like, so she says that, and then, like, he disappears, and she turns around, and he's standing at the window, and he jumps out the window, and so she, like, she, like, punches through the glass. Yeah. With, with her bare hands. (laughs) So she totally messes up her arm. So, like, after that incident, she's like, you know fuck this, I'm just gonna live in the dark forever. Because if I can't see, then nothing can get me. And, and like, and then, like, a little bit later, like, you see the little boy again, this time in, like, a different hallway, I think. And, like, the, there's this lady that gets in the, um, like, elevator. Yeah, that gets in the elevator with them, and she goes, have you, like, he's here, isn't he? And, like, when she gets out and like her sister who is played by Parker Posey is like in the in the elevator with her and like looks at Jessica Alba and goes what was that about and so she says you know she's talking about her son and she goes i didn't see anyone and she goes yeah well he's dead <laughs> yeah and <laughs> yeah it, it was it was a weird moment of like you've never seen this woman before and there's no How do you... there's no reason that she would it's just like there's there's hints at more story that could have happened yeah they just don't it's like do people are there people that know that she can see ghosts has she told anyone no because like it if there if there's any like part of that that like is true then it's not in the movie and it it's really annoying yeah, well, the other thing that's, I guess, like, we should also talk about Cancer Girl. Cancer um, Girl, so played all, by Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> all of the children in this movie are just written, like, like, Maybe I don't know, badly. with the least human dialogue possible. Yeah, they're, they're magical ghost children who are 
like close to the spirit realm or some shit. Yeah. And they 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 say things of significance. Yeah, like the little little cancer girl who she meets in the hospital is like the world is really a good place <laughs> and just like drops little seeds of wisdom and like just does not talk in a way that I've heard any human being ever talk, especially not a child. And like, okay, so she had like a tumor in her brain or something. And so they operated on her and like that, like, so like she goes back into the hospital to like fix her arm and, uh, the, you know, the girl's there again, but, like, this time something's wrong with her, and it's because she's dead. Mm -hmm. Um, and she goes, they, she says something about how they took the ball out of my head, and then, like, starts, t like, talking to oh, Jessica Alba by her full name, which is the character's name, which I do not care to remember. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who cares? Um... <laughs> But, like, she keeps calling her by, like, her full name, and it's really weird. And and then, like, she, like, follows a Dementor Shadow Slenderman person down the hallway, and just Galba's screaming, like, don't follow him! No! And it's, <laughs> it's yeah. bad. Don't go into the light. And then, like, she says that thing again, it's like, the world is really a wonderful place. And it's yeah. like, what? Yeah, it's a beautiful place. You love you. You You'll love, love to see it. <laughs> you love to see it. <laughs> and then, what uh, do you see with your special eyes? <laughs> My brand. brand. <laughs> it's Lipton iced tea. <laughs> oh my god! It's oh my god! This. Then there's the ending of the movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, we haven't even... So, like, oh. so like after she goes back in the hospital, like, and then she's like, I need to figure out where my eyes go, and then they go to Mexico, and then when they're coming back, um, the, the, <laughs> there's, like, a traffic pile up where, like, the police... At, at the border. Like, right at the border where yeah. the police are, like, trying to stop this guy who's apparently, like, on, on the highway towards the border, and, um... Yeah, there's just, a chase. There's a high-speed yeah, chase yeah. that's got the border locked down. <laughs> and, like, there's, like, a lineup of cars, um, one of them being a gas tanker and, like, a bus and, like, an RV trailer and a bunch of other little cars. And um, <laughs> Jessica Alba has the realization that what what this scenario is is what, she, what uh, she's been seeing this whole time. Because apparently... You know, she doesn't just see ghosts, but she sees the future, and <laughs> yeah, she um, sees. So it turns out that the the girl that she got her eyes from uh, saw the the ghosts of or the the the, the spirit caretaker dementor things mm -hmm. uh, lingering around the people who were soon to die. Mm -hmm. and she tried to warn them. And they called her Brula, and she was sad and and and, and killed herself. herself. Yeah. <laughs> Which I also am, like wondering how the hell her eyes made it to L.A. from. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I was wondering. That's a fifteen-hour drive. Well, is like, what they said. Remember? <laughs> I mean, like being an organ donor doesn't it kind of require like specific? Well, there's there's a lot of really specific things. It seems like this is like a remote village where that probably wouldn't. Yeah. Do you think necessarily? Well, also, like, why, like, 
I don't know how that works, but, like, if she died in Mexico, wouldn't she yeah. be an organ donor in Mexico? Like, do they send organs from, like, other countries to different places? Like, I they just, don't they, 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 I, 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 I'm pretty sure they were just, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. This would make a lot more sense um, if it was Chinese, because at least then they would be in the same country. Yeah. <laughs> it's also like, Jessica Alba wasn't in an emergency situation. No, it was just like she wanted to see, and so her sister kind of pressured her into getting this surgery. Yeah. But like, she was also kind of excited about it. Which, I don't know. One other thing that we talked about was like, this movie treats this kind of like eye surgery as if it's super commonplace. Yeah. But like, I have not heard of people of any I'm sure it's maybe possible but like it's definitely not common for a blind person to get an eye transplant I mean it's it is definitely possible normally they do it um like it's it is kind of based on choice but normally it's like if someone like is losing their sight they'll do a corneal transplant because they know like that they'll be able to adjust because they've been seeing for a while um my dad's an optometrist and so like that's one okay. thing I kind of know. Um, I actually had to uh, interview him one time about, uh, like, corneal donors. And so they, yeah, that's, yeah. that's pretty much oh. what they do. Interesting. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's possible for a blind person to get a corneal transplant, but I don't think that it's, you know, super commonplace, especially, like, if they're happy with their eyes not being able to see. You know, because... Yeah, I, I imagine it depends a lot on, like, why they're even blind in the first place. Yeah. Because it's, it, it depends yeah. a lot. But to get to get back to the end, yeah, so she realizes, <laughs> oh, wait, no, all of these visions, it wasn't because I was supposed to lay Anna's ghost to rest or whatever. It was so I could prevent uh, all of these people being from bur- dying in a fire. <laughs> yeah, from dying in a <laughs> Which fire. Which everyone in this movie does. <laughs> yeah, everyone in this movie <laughs> dies in a fire. <laughs> so she, they're they're parked behind this RV, and she sees the little girl like oh, at God. the back, and and she realizes like, oh wait, this is what one of the things that I've been seeing. Yeah. And so she runs up she and r- literally like smashes <laughs> her face. I guess like like against the back window. She's like holding her arms up against it, and, and she's, she's like, like staring girl. at this little girl. Yeah. Little girl's and like, little... mommy. <laughs> she's like, mom. Yeah, mom. And... There's a lady at the window, and then this guy, the guy that's like, you know, driving her around everywhere is like, he's like, you know, she's scaring the girl. Come on, yeah, <laughs> and she we... just like, she just like keeps putting her hands on the window, like, like she's yeah. like looking at like. The, yeah. the fish at Walmart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, a way to get someone to listen to you. Yeah. Like, if you're trying to convince someone that they're in danger, definitely just smash your face up against the window of their vehicle. <laughs> yeah. And then, okay, so, and then she gets, she, like, finds, like, she, like, keeps walking, and then there's, like, a bus, and she, like, makes the bus driver let her get on the bus, and... She looks out the back window and like the the tanker truck with the gas gasoline is sitting behind this bus, and so 
she like looks around and she's like, you all need to get out of the bus now. You all need to get out of the bus now. And then someone goes, is this a terrorist thing? And she goes, yes. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. It's definitely a terrorist thing. Everybody yeah. get out of the bus. There's a terrorism happening. Uh, okay. But like, that's the only thing that like felt kind of realistic about this whole movie was that, you know, she would take the opportunity to be like, if this is what scares you. Get out of the bus. I do. I did actually really like that just because yeah. it's like, yes, say it's a terrorist thing. Everybody's already kind of on edge. Everybody gets out. And mm-hmm. then at that point, that's an easy way to convince everybody else to go because they yeah. just see mm-hmm. a horde of people like yeah. running away. Yeah. So like that's, yeah, that, that, yeah, that tracks. That, that was convincing. I felt like that was like an actual thing that could happen. <laughs> and then and in the rv and then like they you know everyone's getting out of their car she's like yelling at people to get out of their cars and um telling like the guy in the gas truck to like get out of his truck and this woman gets out of the front seat of her car which is the rv and like she hits her head and like falls down and this little girl is just sitting there going mommy mommy and then like jessica alba sees that like you know there's there's like a person on the ground and then she looks up and the little girl is still like stuck in the rv trailer and and she's like banging on the door to get out but like she like can't open the door and it's because it's locked yeah (laughs) and the guy that she's with has to bust through the window with his hand and unlock it and pull the door open so the little girl can get out because she doesn't figure out yeah. that you can unlock a door. Yeah, yeah, that's that's fun. I also really like the fact that he punches through uh, the 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 window of that mm-hmm. RV as if it's glass, but those yeah. are always plastic. Yeah, so it would just that's that's one of those touches that this movie does all over the place where it's like. We've got to make it look more like a movie. Yeah. Than, like, it would look like shit if you just punched it and it's just like a plastic circle that sort of fell out. So it's got to be like glass so it shatters. We can yeah, put in a shatter sound yeah. effect. Uh, but and then they just tried so hard to make this ending like really intense. Uh-huh. But it uh, wait just till we get to the conclusion. So <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, and so, like, they're, they're, like, all running away from, like, this, like, line of cars, and then you see, like, the, the car that they said is doing a high-speed chase, like, like, running, like, through the, the border, and, like, running through cop cars and everything, and it, like, slides, and, like, you know, it, it crashes into the, the truck, and, like, the, the car starts leaking, and then, like, you know, everything sets fire and explodes and like but it's like a slow-mo kind of like explosion but then like as it's as it like kind of slow-mo explodes and then it then it like does this thing where it like takes shots from like a million different angles oh yeah and it's like really confusing to look at oh it's a very it's a very early 2000s move of like we've got to get show every single (laughs) angle of our money shot because we spent so much on this explosion and it's and it's bad it's bad it's It's very cgi looking yeah and the 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 explosion just cast like it it feels like a final destination thing yeah (laughs) which if if this film had more tone of the final destination movies it probably would have been more enjoyable because those movies are ridiculous this this movie is basically just a like a backdoor uh final destination <laughs> yeah movie. it really is it, 
Pretty much. Could definitely fit in that universe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, and so, then, like, just Cal was hiding behind a car, and so, like, as this gas tanker is exploding, then, like, glass gets in her eye, and, like, it zooms in on the glass, like, going, going into, into her, her eyes. eyes. Which is really upsetting. <laughs> She's, and, it, like, the slow-mo is, like, she goes, oh! <laughs> <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. You, like, it, like, zooms in, like, going in her eyes, and she, like, like, yeah. it's, she, like, closes her eyes, like, as it's going in, and she goes, ah, <laughs> and it, just yeah. the, the noise that she makes, and, like, the, the way the glass is going in her eyes, and, and that's the end of the movie, except, wait, there's more, they show her, and she's blind again, and she's playing her violin, and then there's a voiceover about, like, oh. I guess seeing is believing, but that's not all there is. Yeah, she said, she says, like, they say that seeing is believing, but I, I saw the truth or whatever. <laughs> and she's, and yeah, like, I, they taught me a valuable lesson. And, <laughs> it, and, and yeah, she's playing, she's playing concert violin and she's blind again. And ever like she she does her solo and then it's over and she bows and all of her friends are in the audience and everybody claps <laughs> yeah. and it's just this really long like like she's standing there and the camera's whipping around her and then it shows everybody in the audience clapping and it just keeps going it and then it, and then it's like the end and then like just I can't even remember what that fucking music was that played but it was so inappropriate it was like, it was like a pop song it was like yeah. a pop song. <laughs> violin solo yeah yeah it, it just it just felt like and everything was fine forever yeah we saw that it turns out being blind is better actually. yeah that really is like the moral of this movie if it has a moral is that oh actually being blind is good and you should just be happy with your life don't get a corneal transplant or else you'll see ghosts yeah what if what if you got a, a corneal transplant, but those were haunted corneas? <laughs> oh no! Oh, Why can't you yeah. run tests on my corneas to see if they got ghosts in them? You gotta put them through the ghost X-rays. You know? <laughs> I don't, I don't want to have to bust my cornea. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh yeah, just like, and it's not. We mentioned this before. It's not like it's a bad premise. I mean, like the we we were talking about the second VHS movie has a short in it that does a, something kind of similar, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it works better there because it's first of all a short, so it's, they don't have to but, yeah, drag it, it out. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, it doesn't. The, there's potential in the premise, but it's one of those that like going in. You know, when you when you hear the elevator pitch from the Netflix description you know where it's going mm-hmm. like it from the premise alone there's not much to surprise you with unless it tries very hard and so like it's not well suited to be a feature length movie unless they really know what they're doing which they didn't yeah, yeah. or if they... they'd even been more creative with their imagery it would have at least yeah. been fun to watch i mean we mm-hmm. talked about final destination like if they had even like had some more variety of mm-hmm. the deaths yeah, it was like cool. it was either a child dies or um 
or an old person dies, or um, everyone else dies in a fire. Like, that's, like, literally the, the yeah, like, pool that this they is, chose from. Yeah, this is very, like, of the of the mold of the, the, the early, mid-2000s horror movies where they realized, oh, wait, no, we can't do R-rated movies because then teens won't go to see them. <laughs> so we've got to take out all of the violence and gore. But so like, so what the teens really want is is mood and tone. It's the drama of it all. Yeah, so we're just going to sit here in a room and let's show some arty close-ups of a door handle. <laughs> let's, let's get a let's get a close-up of Jessica Alba's hand as she's sliding down a uh, down a staircase. And then it and, goes and to and her goes, purse. And it goes and her purse comes into frame. <laughs> Look at that. Purse. Let's let's look at this like <laughs> zoom in of Lipton tea. Yeah. yeah. This is definitely like I I can believe that this movie was a ploy by Lipton to sell more tea <laughs> because this blind woman sticks her finger in. <laughs> <laughs> Jessica Alba stuck her finger in our tea. You yeah. should buy it. <laughs> yeah. Uh well this was this was 2008. So, so I yeah. think that's the same year as the first Transformers also. So oh, like just man. when people at least I mean product placement is still very much a thing, but like mm-hmm. they were bad at hiding it back then. I feel like now they're at least better at hiding it, but like in 2008 they just slapped it on there, which hey, maybe that's a good thing. I mean I I guess like it's uh, it's just I mean product placement in general, it's one of those things like it's kind of a necessary evil. Yeah. Uh, I've worked on a couple of productions where we had to do product placement, and it's always, like, a big thing of how do we get this in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, there are more artful ways of doing it than literally having that shot. Yeah. It's the difference of, you know, oh, the Coke label always has to be turned towards the camera. But this was just like such a beauty shot. It felt yeah, like it was taken from an actual tra- uh, an actual commercial. Yeah, it was like, it was like literally, if you cropped everything out of this, it would have been like a thirty second commercial for, for Jessica Alba as a blind woman drinking Lipton tea and sticking <laughs> her finger in it. Yeah, yeah. Lipton. What? Oh, do we have any last thoughts? Oh, there is um, there is a point where she. After she gets out of the hospital and she returns to her place and there everybody that she knows from the orchestra and everything oh, is like yeah. surprise. Oh, like all yeah. her blind she, friends are there too. And she and she gets to meet everybody and she's like looking it's like her eyes are still blurry at that point and she's just like do I know any of you people? <laughs> and, and so people start saying like, hello, it's me. And she's like, oh, okay. Hello, Frank. And there's a point where um, there's a guy that she is bald and she like touches his face and then his head. And she's like, oh, does that what, what bald feels like? And then she goes back and touches his face, just like his face more. And it, it was... It was both like that's dumb, but also an interesting kind of inversion of yeah. what what the what Hollywood movies usually think blind people do. Yeah, where it's always like, I, I, I wish I could know what you looked like. Touch my face. And yeah, they, like, touch their face, and it's, you know, oh, it's so romantic. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but here it's like she can see, but she's just like 
I don't know. It was just weird. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's what Bald looks like, huh? Yeah. And he's, like, laughing, but he looks really nervous about it. Yeah. <laughs> this, this movie has a lot of stupid stuff in it, and it would be way funnier if they had more of the silly stupid stuff and not the serious stupid stuff. Yeah. Like. Yeah, it's always, it's always such a shame uh, where... Like we said at the beginning, this isn't this is like the worst kind of thing for a bad movie to be because we've been sitting here talking about all of the weird stuff, mm-hmm. and I feel like somebody listening to this podcast might think like, "Well, that sounds like kind of a good time," but I feel like like we're what fifty minutes in now, and we're we're already like I think we covered just about everything. Yeah, and and we we struggled to to like describe it in a way that made it sound like anything yeah (laughs) it's just it's just such a like boring movie and it's just such a shame because you would hope that somebody going into a movie like this would know that it's either like you've got like one of three directions of either you make a genuinely spooky movie or you make something that's really gory and over the top or you make something that's really campy and dumb Mm -hmm. and instead they just tried to go down the middle mm-hmm. of like we're gonna do a we're gonna we're gonna do a spooky scary thing like a stanley kubrick thing or something yeah without any of the actual weirdness yeah it was like it was trying to make a, a scary movie but instead of making a scary movie they made a like a drama film yeah and like uh, there are some good like dramatic scary films but like they like misunderstood like what the scary was supposed to be and like replaced it with the dramatic yeah since i brought up stanley kubrick now i'm thinking about it like what makes the shining scary besides the fact of it's like framing and unsettling like sound design is the fact that you don't really know what's going on Mm -hmm. like you know it's a haunted hotel but it plays with that idea of like Mm there are different kinds of ghosts and the levels of communication are unclear and Mm -hmm. it just it just feels otherworldly in a weird way Mm -hmm. so it's like a long slow movie that's very dramatic in a general sense yeah and it's like you Um, you also don't know why jack is like you know acting the way he is yeah and because like his behavior gets way worse once he's there and it's supposed to be a place where like he can like relax and do his work and it's not going well, so you don't understand why he's, you know, behaving that way towards uh, Wendy and his kid and, um, like, you know, just, like, yeah. the strange things that are going on are, like, you know, you can tell that they're linked to, like, you know, his behaviors and, like, um, and to, like, what Danny is doing, um, but, like, you don't know why. Yeah, until, it's a mystery. Like, until like up until the end and even then it's not all that clear yeah and in this movie pretty much right off the bat you know exactly why everything is happening she goes my eyes are haunted <laughs> yeah yeah so there's no there's no mystery there's no leading question so like mm-hmm. the entire thing even when interesting things are happening you have to like force yourself to wake up from your catatonia yeah and, and like remember oh things happen sometimes yeah that's just it's like it, they kind of it felt like the people who were making this movie kind of thought that the audience were going to forget 
what was going on in the film, so they had to remind you every five seconds that, oh, this lady's eyes were haunted. And it, it's one of those things where, like, you know, it, it, you know, they're taking their audience for granted that they're not going to get it. And it's like, you know, if you put in, like, certain things, you have to, like, you know, assume that your audience is going to get it, you know. Yeah, I feel like this has the classic problem of the 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 main character not being aware of the genre of movie that they're in yeah and mm-hmm. this is something that more recent horror films have finally started to cotton on to i feel like mm-hmm. of yeah. like we have all seen this kind of movie before so we are not surprised we yeah. know what's happening and the fact that the, the protagonist doesn't is more frustrating than it is spooky mm-hmm. yeah and so that's the, that's sort of like the core problem as that they 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 expect that people have, that this movie is going to blow people's minds or they're just remaking a, a Hong Kong movie because it made money and if this was this was the period after like the ring and yeah. the grudge and so they're like let's get as much of this uh oriental flavor <laughs> yeah. in our in our horror movies but at this point the the well had run pretty well dry mm-hmm. uh so they're like, let's just make this. Yeah. Ugh. That's another one of those things that I never really understood. Like, why would you remake a film that was already made instead of importing it and, like, giving it subtitles? Makes more money. Yeah, because people, you know, because... Which is ridiculous. Pe- oh, people don't want to watch movies in another language or movies that aren't about white people. It's, yeah. That's ridiculous to Yeah. Me. And the thing is, I'm not I'm not necessarily opposed to remakes. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually really like the American Ring. Yeah, the American The Ring, um, and I'm also a huge fan of the the, the Japanese franchise. Mm-hmm. Um, I like it, 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 it. the The American one still is a flawed movie in, mm-hmm. a, in a number of ways, but it still has a really strong like art direction and yeah. like mm-hmm. tone, and the performances are great. Like. It is a it is it is a very well executed movie. Yeah. Um. Uh, it's and and I mean it traumatized me as, <laughs> as a teen. Of like I specifically remember watching that uh, in theaters and freaking out and being scared of my TV for a long time. <laughs> and me and my friend uh, rented it on DVD, and we were still like DVDs were still new to us. They were still mysterious, mm-hmm. and we were like we hadn't watched the movie yet. We were fussing around on the menu. And the, the the cursor like disappeared, and we're like, oh, "What is this?" And we like pressed enter, and it goes blank, and then it's like, ksh, ksh, ksh. and then the, the the tape starts playing, and and, <laughs> oh. and we're like, "Oh, that's spooky." Oh, okay, I don't like this. I don't want. And we're like trying to turn it off, and it wouldn't turn off. And we're like, "Oh, I don't like this. I don't like this." And we tried to like get up, like, "Okay, I'm gonna leave the room," and this fucking door wouldn't open. <laughs> And we're just like, oh no, oh no, no, and, and and we're just like working ourselves into such a panic, and then the, the the tape stops playing and it goes back to the menu, but it's just like a static version of the menu because audio plays of a phone ringing. Oh, oh, and we're like, oh no, and then at that moment, that's when his door like opened, and we're like rushing out into the couch, like screaming, and his dad was like, what the fuck is wrong with you two? And I so for the, for for a whole week we were like like checking in on each other like has it happened to you? <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. I miss when DVDs used to do that like, like more the, like fun things with their menus. The yeah. the hidden items yeah. in the menu. 
Yeah. Because I know I know the Lord of the Rings DVD did that, and there was a joke interview where uh, the guy that played Pippin uh, <laughs> um, interviewed Elijah Wood, but like they couldn't see each other, and so the guy <laughs> the guy um, playing Pippin was doing like this crappy German accent and would like just say things to like try to get Elijah Wood to laugh, and like Elijah uh. Wood just thought he was in like the worst interview ever and then oh. and at the very end <laughs> at the very end he's like hey it's me buddy and like literally elijah wood just starts cackling oh, that's <laughs> and it's, excellent it's super funny yeah uh, <laughs> going going back to um like remakes though like i i don't have a problem with remakes either um but like I, I also just feel like there needs to be more appreciation for, like, you know, the original content that comes out of, like, other oh, yeah. mm-hmm. other countries. Because it's just kind of frustrating. Like, there's a, a lot of original content that comes from everywhere. And, like, if we just keep remaking it, it's kind of, like, a, like a weird kind of appropriation where, like... Oh, absolutely. Where, like, we don't get, like the entire premise because like we're remaking it and like so a lot of like the nuance of it is lost yeah and yeah it's just frustrating i'm not gonna go too much into it (laughs) it is no it is frustrating and it's like of course we're like oh this movie is great we should do it better yeah which Uh, is not true like there there are some films that you just can't do better than no and you know yeah yeah. Well, that was the eye. <laughs> that, that was, was the eye. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much, Sarah, for joining us. Oh, thank you for having yeah. me. I would love to come back anytime. We would love yes. to have you back. Next time we'll talk about a good movie. Yeah. yeah. Or or a bad up. or a bad movie that's good to watch. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not a bad, bad movie. Yeah. A good yeah. bad movie. So if you guys out there, by the way, if you have not Go check out Sarah's YouTube channel. It's really, really good. She does a lot of uh, videos about movies. Any spooky ones? I can't think of any off the top of my head, but... No, um, I've done... I haven't done any any videos about horror movies. I did do, like, a little... Uh, right around a year ago, I did a video about a, a comic called Anya's Ghost mm. that is kind of spooky but not really it's more of like a young adult coming of age story i will say that coming up in october i am planning to do a video about uh emily carroll the horror comic artist whose book that i I lent you and uh because she's one of my favorite comic artists and her stuff is genuinely some of the scariest uh like comics that i've ever read Mm -hmm. so her her art is wonderful Yeah. It's like some of the best gore art I've seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So go check that out and also listen to her podcast, Trans Questioning. It's really good. Marty and I have like gushed about it several times on mm-hmm. this podcast. Oh, I've, gosh. I've listened I'll say to it again. Yeah, several of those episodes just because like those feels. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. good. And um, anything else that you want to plug while you're on here? Um, I mean, if if you're at all interested in my hot takes, I'm on Twitter at HMS No Fun. That's where I spend most of my time. It's a it's a bad habit. I need to get off Twitter, but I can't. Oh, same. I think we're all yeah. I, I yeah. think we're all in that boat. Yeah, it's just like when numbers go up, you want to go look at them. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. 
my my thing is I get on Twitter and I just post about Spider-Man 2. Mm. That's all okay. I do now. Yeah. I post about Transformers, so I feel that. <laughs> <laughs> These days I've been posting about Homestuck fan fiction because yeah. that's just where my life has been. <laughs> That's a good place yep. to be. Yep. Uh, interests. Yes. The wonderful world of interests. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm one more thing. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna say uh, rest in peace, Sid Haig. Uh, the the character actor behind Captain Spaulding from House of a Thousand Corpses. Uh, he died a couple days ago as of recording this, and so um, I just I just wanted to. Um, like honor that and you know say that that happened and that I'm very upset about that and uh, the horror community is uh, you know lost one of the big ones um, so yeah yeah sorry to end it on a sad note <laughs> but uh, I just wanted to say that because yeah. it's been on my mind all day <laughs> yeah and um, did you have anything to plug? Oh, if you want to go on my Twitter, um, it's Frosty the R Zero Bot, um, and uh, yeah, <laughs> it's all pictures of Doc Ock from Spider Man Two. Sorry, <laughs> never apologize. <laughs> <laughs> That's what we're here for. Um, and my Twitter is Kai the Jedi, and then Netflix and Kill is at Netflix underscore in underscore Kill. For October, we are doing some special episodes because it is not only the month of Halloween, it is also our one year anniversary. So keep an eye out. Um, We're going to put up a Twitter poll at some point soon because we're going to let our Twitter followers pick a movie for us to talk about. So Mm -hmm. keep an eye out on that. We'll put all the news up eventually. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, stay tuned. Thank you for listening. Any last thoughts um stay blind stay stay blind everybody (laughs) (laughs) stay blind and may your nightmares be plentiful